The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSEN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm one half of the hosting team. I'm in Vegas. The other half of the hosting team today, Josh Applebaum, out in Boston. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. So this is your doubleheader. You won your first game. Now you're going to your second game That's looking right. for a sweep. But uh, love joining you earlier today with Femi. But Pritch, so much to get to on a Friday. Uh, it's great. We got day sweats. We got conference tournaments, a ton of college games to get to, big NBA night, some NHL. I got some plays in the UFC for tomorrow night. See if we can maybe fit that in at the end. But real quick, Pritch, dog to fave line moves. We got to hit on this. We talked about it on the show all day yesterday. But this is really when you're a system-driven better, something that I always look out for. And it really is an auto bet for me. And it was nice last night because all Almost all of them came through for you. We're talking about the Celtics game. Remember, it was fishy. No Jalen Brown. Right. How do you not take John Morant in the points? But even though the public was all over John Morant with, with the Grizzlies, they opened as a three-point favorite. It flipped to the Celtics minus two, minus two and a half. So, again, you don't have to agree with the move. you got to respect that money moved it. So, money line play Celtics came through. Same thing with the Dallas Mavericks. The Golden State Warriors got had Klay Thompson in the lineup. But yet, that flipped Warriors laying a couple points to then Mavs laying a couple points. So that one came through for you. And then of course, Pritch, you'll get Morgan state. I mean, this is how hot that system is <laughs> a random Morgan state obscure, you know, uh, uh, added game extra game came through as well with that, um, that with that favorite uh, dog to fave line move. So again, it's not going to win every time, but you know, just a, a, something to keep an eye out for anytime you're, you know, you're glued to your visa live odds page, or you're looking at line movement. Anytime you see one team open as the favorite and the line flip to the other team is the favorite. I always like to be with that line move again, not going to win every time, but it takes a lot of respected money to flip that favorite designation. So dog to fave, I'll play it every time I see it. Really good night last night with the Mavs and the Celtics. You know what you said? It's almost an auto bet. Uh, it, it practically is an auto bet when you had that situation, I would imagine, right? I mean, that system has been so strong though. Yeah, it has. And again, there'll be situations where you'll lose a play like that. And you'll be like, you know, why did I play it? You mm -hmm. know, again, because you could also look at it as, hey, at one point, if you're getting Warriors, you know, getting a couple points or, you know, Grizzlies getting a couple points, you theoretically were getting value on an inflated number. But here's the thing, Pritch, I never want to go against that really sharp action. So okay. even if you think about a buy low spot on that, uh, that favorite that then became the dog. To me, it really is outweighed by the fact that big money pushed that dog to a favorite. So, again, won't win every time, but I'll play it every time, Pritch, and I'm pretty happy after last night. Well, I tell you what, I mean, I don't think we can go into this thinking we're going to win every single bet, though, but uh, certainly a high degree of probability if we can have that in our favor. Uh, that's certainly uh, situations that I look out for. I, I mean, I, 
Uh, I'm not in love with Boston, but uh, <laughs> I have loved them and liked them enough to cast some tickets with the Celtics. So that's outstanding right there, Josh. Uh, let's get to some NFL news because they're making news at the Combine. Your guy, Evan Neal, I think is going through the workouts right now, or today he will be uh, as an offensive lineman. But Baylor wide receiver, uh, Tyquan Thornton, ran a 4 uh, at the Combine and captured a lot of people's attention because he's 6'3", right? So as a receiver, uh, you like those dimensions for a guy to be 6'3 and run a 4'2940". Uh, shows some explosive nature to that big frame, but can he catch? Can he make plays? I mean, that's, that's certainly what everybody's uh, intrigued about right now. Yeah, so obviously Thornton blowing up here with an incredible 40-time pritch. And, you know, I'll defer to you because, you you know, you've gone through this as an athlete. But mm -hmm. to me, when you get to the combine, I'm really looking for extremes. Like when we talk about Kenny Pickett yesterday, it was extreme that his hands were so small, eight and a half inches. <laughs> Medium. You look at Thornton. <laughs> yeah, there. and by the way, uh, Traylon Burks who, uh, from Arkansas, who I actually hope falls to the Patriots at, yeah. you know, at whatever, 21. I think he has four XL hands. So can you take off one of those gloves, give it to our guy Kenny Pickett, <laughs> well, make just, it a little easier on him? Just to put it in perspective, though, with Kenny Pickett, his glove size is medium. So oh, I know people Chris. are wondering, okay, should we make a big deal of that? Uh, it's a medium glove size. I just want people to know that and realize that. Yeah, and again, Pritch, that might fit me, medium glove size, and I'm, I'm no athlete over here on my end, but uh, to the point of, you know, Thornton running this really great 40 time, looking at extremes, like, again, Pickett's hand's extremely small, Thornton here, extremely fast. It's these really big outliers that, to me, when you're betting these props of, you know, over-under rounds for wherever Thornton is, we don't have these yet, or, you know, first wide receiver selected, you know, once you get through day one, first, second wide receiver selected in day two, these little prop bets with these guys that stand out, could be, you know, something you file away and maybe try to capitalize on later. Like Pritch, I'll tell you one, the sum of the buzz in, in Boston right now is Chris Olave. Olave oh. ran a really fast 40 time, not quite as fast as Thornton, but you know, with all these great wide receivers in the first round, I want the prop on over under receivers. Is, mm -hmm. is it, you know, five and a half, six and a half. There's a bunch of really good wide receivers out there. And if Olave falls to 21, you know, the Patriots could be in, in line for Olave a guy who runs really good routes and is really quick. So Pritch, what's your take on this? Is it, Hey, these guys look really good. And, you know, the, the athleticism is unbelievable, but there's more to it. As you mentioned, you can be the fastest guy in the world, but can you run a route? Can you remember the plays? Are you tough enough? Can you, can you catch the ball and not drop it? There's got to be more to it than just these measurables. Absolutely, Josh. Um, can you make money with these measurables? Absolutely, too. I mean, I think Thornton is going to cash in uh, on the fact that he ran that 40-4-2-9. Somebody's going to be excited about that. Uh, but you had eight different wide receivers break 4-4, uh, a new combine record. Uh, now, we'll go back years, back to 1991 when I was in this combine. I did run a 4-4. Uh, and then I also tested, I think I had the fastest 20 split, uh, which vaulted me uh, in the, from the combine in the draft process, too. Even though I had more workouts with pro team, with teams and my pro workout day and had multiple pro workout days back then, I didn't have my one designated one. Uh, so the fact that... Um, uh, this guy uh, Thornton ran a 40 at 4.29 at the combine. He's going to test faster than that at his pro day. Uh, the fact that Alave ran as fast as he did at the combine, he's going to test faster than that at his pro day. So what you mentioned about the props with these uh, draft selections and, and wide receivers, there's so much more data uh, to unfold and develop, certainly as we get closer and closer to the draft. But these guys are off to an amazing start. Uh, and so, yeah, you're right. I mean, we could see a number of wide receivers get selected high in the first round. We saw Jamar Chase get selected high and look at his impact with the Cincinnati Bengals last year.
Yeah, and it's a really great point by you, Pritch, because, again, we don't have a ton in terms of betting props for the draft. Like, you know, I am holding Evan Neal number one plus Mm -hmm. 175. I added Willis, first quarterback selected yesterday, at plus 110. But, really, it hasn't been Propapalooza yet where we get a ton of them. There's going to be way more that, that, you know, will come out in the coming weeks here. Uh, But, really, these are things to file away. So, you got to think of it this way, Pritch. Like, you know, you're going to measure all these guys, have all this data and all this information, and then all these executives are going to stew on this data, you know, for, like, over a month, you know, going into April. So, to me... If you look at these outliers, you file it away. It doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, bet on Thornton just because he ran a high 40. But if there's some kind of prop bet like a head to head, you know, Thornton versus someone else, uh, you know, these are little things to uh, to maybe not be totally actionable, but at least to compile like a portfolio or some data information that you can then hopefully apply later on. And it may, you may not apply it. It may never come to a bet, but at least you're kind of, you know, getting in the habit of, of trying to accumulate and be a scout, a, sc- a betting scout to hopefully use this data to your advantage when the time comes. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to some uh, divisional playoff, uh, divisional odds, excuse me, uh, NFL, NFC East uh, divisional odds here. Uh, Josh, the Cowboys are minus 120, the Eagles plus 300, the Commanders, I got to get used to saying this, the Commanders at plus um, uh, 500 here on the board, uh, and then the Giants plus 900 here on the board. Uh, So when you're looking at these odds, Josh, uh, the Cowboys minus 160, the Eagles plus 350, uh, Amari Cooper, a report came out earlier that uh, he was going to be released. Uh, And and as opposed to restructuring his contract, obviously the Dallas Cowboys, they want cap relief here. Uh, Did that surprise you? It's kind of shocking to me that Amari Cooper, a player that – elite uh, in terms of for the Cowboys. Now, the durability situation and people are going to bring that into question for sure. Uh, But he is a premium player, in my opinion. Why not a restructure for Amari Cooper? Why an outright release here for the Cowboys? Yeah, so this blew up on Twitter, Pritch, and I was kind of surprised by this because I think your advantage with the Cowboys here, if you're going to bet them, you know, their win total, their divisional odds, uh, it's the fact that they have this really high-powered offense, and obviously Cooper is a big part of that. So uh, didn't they give up multiple first-round picks for him in that early trade, Pritch? I think they mm-hmm. gave a lot of capital early to bring him into Dallas, and now his cap hit is so high. My question is, behind the scenes, did they ask him to take a pay cut? Did they ask to restructure? He just said, nope, I ain't restructuring. You're going to have to release me. Maybe that's part of it where they you know, tried to make it work and just said, Hey, he's unwilling to budge and I don't blame him. You know, again, you, 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 the funny thing about athletes and you know, this Pritch, when you outperform your deal, typically they don't make you more money, but if you underperform, they'll cut you and make you <laughs> take a pay cut. So it's kind of, you know, uh, tough in a player situation like that, but maybe because you drafted CD lamb, uh, you have a gluttony of great wide receivers. Prescott proved last year that he can be healthy and come back from that injury. So again, if you're a Cowboys fan, you don't really want to hear this. Uh, but I think you do have some reinforcements with Gallup and CD lamb that hopefully you can make do now in terms of these uh, prop bets here for the divisional odds. Of course it is early. We haven't gone through, you know, free agency, the draft trades and everything like that. Mm-hmm. The giants are tough just because Dayball, first year head coach. You know, I, I don't typically like to bet. I like to bet against first year head coaches commanders. I really was high on them last year. They really disappointed me. Uh, your defense wasn't what you expected and they still need a quarterback. The Eagles are interesting because they've made some strides with Sirianni and you do have three first round picks and you have another another year with Hertz in the system. So I'm somewhat mildly intrigued by the Eagles, but Pritch, you know, call me chalky here. I feel like the Cowboys here are still the play as long as you have Prescott and that high powered offense and you're getting Micah Parsons going into year two. But what do you think, Pritch? Is it the Cowboys division or do one of these other teams interest you? Well, I, I, I mean, the Cowboys are flirting with danger, if you ask me. I mean, you, you got players like this, unless Mari Cooper just wanted out. 
Uh, they could be intrigued by another free agent wide receiver, too. We just talked about uh, the draft and receivers, a number of receivers. I think this is going to be a deep class uh, for wide receivers. So maybe the Cowboys are looking at that. But I am intrigued by the Eagles, though. Uh, plus 350, uh, just because of what you mentioned, the draft capital, uh, and then what are they going to do at quarterback? This is a team that made the playoffs last year, too. So, uh, yeah, it, it gets fascinating right there with this particular division, though. It really does. And, yeah. again, to me, the only other play aside from the, the Cowboys would be the Eagles, as you mentioned. You're going to probably load up with three picks here. Uh, obviously, you have Hurts going into another year in the system. So we'll see. Sirianni, Pritch, as long as he covers numbers, he did a good, good job last year. You can still put that uh, that little pen in your visor as long as you cover numbers for me. Yeah, absolutely. Coming up on the program, we got to get to March Madness, uh, certainly the conference tournament, too. But uh, we want to remind everybody to get an early start on the College Hoops Tournament betting with Beeson's Full Court Bracket betting coverage. Uh, it starts uh, coming up uh, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern free on vcin.com. Make sure you tune in for that coverage. It's going to be spectacular. Come up next, though, we are going to break down college hoops. That's next. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on vSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, please call one 800 522 Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by BetMGM, Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So, Josh, before we break down these conference tournaments and the odds here, uh, I sprinkled a little money. We talked about this on Duke uh, to win the championship, plus 1,200 right there for the Duke uh, Blue Devils. Uh, I'm just anticipating a big Saturday uh, tomorrow. 
uh, in Cameron. So uh, I don't know what you feel about that, but I felt pretty good about the plus 1200 situation. No, I'm with your Pritch. And again, we don't have the line yet. Actually, look during the break here, UNC Duke tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So the line isn't out yet, but uh, I'm with you, Pritch. It's going to be one of the most uh, sought after tickets. I think the prices on the secondary market are ridiculous here for Coach K's final regular season game. Uh, but just in terms of Duke, you know, winning, cutting down the nets, you know, to me, it, for the ACC championship here, conference tournament, I like that minus 135 number. It okay. is a, a chalky number here. But what I like to do, Pritch, is look at these futures prices and in, in basically the market uh, to win the conference tournament and then line them up with Ken Palm's uh, ratings for all these teams based on the analytics. So, for example, Duke is minus 135. They're ranked fifth, the fifth best team in the country based on Ken, Pal Ken Palm's numbers. You go through the rest of these teams, Notre Dame, North Carolina. Notre Dame is 51. Uh, North Carolina is 37. All these other teams are way higher. There's no one even close uh, below a top 20 play here. So to me, again, when you look at these prop bets, I think the idea is, you know, let's take Wake Forest or, you know, Virginia 15 to one or cash a big winner. It's almost that kind of parlay mentality of, you know, let me bet 10 bucks and try to make a hundred here. Uh, but to me at that low number and really we'll get to, you know, the big 12 in a second here, which is way more wide open. You have a really cut and dry favorite at a number that I think is really palatable. But if you're asking me a couple of teams that maybe could be a, a looker here, Wake Forest is plus 950. They're actually rated 30th best team in the country uh, by Ken Palm. That's higher than North Carolina, higher than Notre Dame, even though the odds are worse. And then Virginia Tech is 10 to 1. They're ranked 27th. So of all the teams listed here, Duke is by far the highest rated team. But the next two would be Wake and Vatech, even though they actually have, uh, you know, the third, fourth and fifth best odds. So I could look a look at a flyer with Wake and Vatech. But to me, Pritch, I'm with you. The Dukies here in, in Coach K's last year. I hope they cut down the nets and you cash your, 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 your future, Pritch. But I like them here to win the ACC at minus 135. That seems light to me. It does seem light. I mean, considering the ACC's down, um, and okay, Virginia was a, a nice game not too long ago on the road. Uh, but I, I mean, the story of Virginia this year at 15 to one, I don't want to buy into that either. I mean, really the only choice is Duke minus 135 in terms of uh, odds to win the ACC conference tournament here. I, I can't see any other team kind of rising to that occasion within this conference. Yeah, and you bring up Virginia because they're really interesting because they're not having the greatest year here. You know, yeah. they're uh, 15 to 1 to win the ACC title. They're actually rated 76th in the country by Ken Palm. And this is a team that, you know, for years and years and years have been, you know, top five, top 10 team going to the championship here. But the one thing that I would say with Virginia, not that I am interested in playing them to win the tournament, but just keep an eye out for the way they play. Because when you get to these conference tournaments, Pritch, neutral courts, it's really, really, um, you know, kind of, uh, I don't know, really high anxiety basketball where you got a lockdown on defense and what's Virginia's calling card defense. That's obviously what Tony Bennett uh, has really, you know, uh, instilled in this program. So if you get to these neutral court, you know, second game in two days, three games in three days, and you got to play Virginia, I don't know if they can go all the way and cut down the nets in the ACC tournament, but the style of play makes them probably a difficult out, which at 15 to one, You'd love to cash it, but to me, it's more of a, hey, can they get deep enough for you to maybe hedge that bet? Right, and Duke's doing their part, too. I mean, on the road, uh, taking care of business. Okay, you're going to end the season at home. Again, that uh, environment's going to be electric tomorrow. Uh, so you have the narrative, too, building that way. And then depending on what Duke does in the conference tournament, if they go ahead and win it, uh, which they should, suggesting by looking at these odds here, uh, you can make a case for Duke, certainly a number two, but perhaps even a number one seed for the dance. 
Yeah, you make a great point there, Pritch, because if they do what they're expected to do, now that's saying a lot. It is March Madness. Yeah. Be prepared. Your, right. your best made caps uh, could be you know, ripped to shreds here based <laughs> on a buzzer beater or an upset, which is partly why we love March Madness. But uh, to your point, Pritch, it's almost like, you know, think about the Rams when they were in that conference championship game uh, against uh, against the, uh, who was it, San Fran, and before that against the Bucks. They end up winning uh, the Super Bowl, but you could have gotten like a, you know, plus 200, plus 300 mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. So same thing with Duke. Like, we expect them to win the, the conference tournament, they'll probably be a one seed here. If they're plus 1200 to win the title now, they do what they're supposed to do. That's probably, I don't know, down to plus 800 or a better number once we get to selection Sunday. So great point by you. If you like a futures bet and you expect this team to do well in their conference tournament, you probably want to bet it now, not wait and get a worse number after. All right, let's get to the Big 12. Uh, the conference odds are different for the conference tournament here. Uh, you got Kansas at plus 190. You got Baylor plus 200. Texas Tech uh, plus 300, Texas plus 500. TCU is interesting at 25 to 1. Uh, where are you going here with this conference tournament, the Big 12, Josh? So these are polar opposites, Pritch. We go to the <laughs> ACC where it's Duke and then everybody else. And this one is like really where you can make your money if you want to bet some of these futures. Like, look at it in, in terms of this, Pritch. We only had one team that was, you know, plus 500 or less to win the ACC. You have, what, one, two, three, four teams that are plus 500 or less. So tells you that you could really make some money if you identify uh, the winning team here. So to me, Kansas at plus 190, I get it. You know, great, great, uh, you know, history here. And Bill Self has been there, done that. Uh, but I actually think that that number is, is a little bit, I don't know, it, there's not much value in it at plus 190. Okay. To me, I look toward Baylor plus 200. Again, based on Ken Palm's ratings, Baylor is the second best team in the entire country, whereas Kansas is the 10th best team. So the analytics really lean Baylor in this one, even though they're not the favorite. You know, obviously you win it last year and there may be some fatigue and you want a new team to win it. But uh, obviously what the coaching staff has done and losing players, but, re, you know, re, rebuilding and uh, retooling. To me, that's a value play of the second best team in the country, but yet they only have the second best odds. Those odds, I think Baylor should be the favorite to win this tournament. Uh, also, Texas Tech is intriguing at plus 300. They're the ninth best team based on Ken Palm. Texas plus 500 is the 15th best. So I think there's going to be a great conference tournament, Pritch. But to me, the value is on Baylor, second best based on analytics, but yet they have the second best odds, which to me, they should be the favorite. Okay, because TCU's in a tournament right now, if you look at Bracketology, and they played well lately, uh, (laughs) running the gauntlet, really uh, back-to-back situations against KU and uh, tight games second time around, even uh, after beating uh, Kansas earlier. So TCU at 25 to 1. I don't know, conference tournament is different, though. Uh, Baylor's very interesting um, from a, a strategic standpoint because they are number two here on the odds board, but cer- certainly slotted as a number one seed uh, for the dance, too. So I'm thinking Baylor would probably need to win the conference tournament to kind of solidify that, right? Yeah, again, a lot on the line for them. And, you know, a couple of things. Number one, the experience that you got from last year, Pritch. Imagine mm-hmm. if you were, you know, a player who played in that tournament and you know what it's like and the ups and downs and the emotional roller coaster. Or maybe you sat the bench and, you know, some of these guys went to the NBA. Now it's your turn to shine and you have, you've tasted it. You kind of have a feel for it. You know, like in terms of the NHL playoffs, I know it's a different sport, but it's such a different kind of game. And you hear Gamble and Lou talk about big boy hockey. Uh, you got to have kind of some experience to know what it's like in order to get yourself, you know, mentally prepared and ready to 
to play. Same thing here with March Madness. When you give a team with experience, to me, that's a big benefit. And then, Pritch, this is just, you know, kind of a, I don't know, maybe it's a bias type situation, but I feel like Kansas is always one of the top, you know, teams here to win it all. And they always seem to get, like, you know, beat, beaten or, you know, knocked off early. Uh, maybe this year will be different. But to me, the value is on Baylor, second best team based on the numbers. And you're getting a plus 200. Sounds like value to me. So no longer uh, odds here. I mean, TCU, you're not going to flirt around with that one. I mean, uh, I don't think Iowa State's complete enough. Kansas State uh, either. Uh, Texas, I, I just don't feel like it's their year in terms of winning a conference tournament. Uh, and then Texas Tech, though, plus 300. Uh, we heard from Greg Hoops-Peterson about how complete this basketball team is. What do you think about Texas Tech? Texas Tech could be intriguing. Yeah, I could kind of get behind that. Yeah, plus okay. 300. Ken Palm has them the ninth best team in the country. Ken Palm actually has uh, Texas Tech rated higher than Kansas, which is, again, based on a, uh, a futures price here, is kind of some pretty good value. Again, 10th for Kansas, 9th for Texas Tech. And also that style of play, you know, kind of that really good defense, smothering defense, you get your timely scoring. But it's these defensive teams, Pritch, that, to me, make mm -hmm. it really difficult on their opponent this time of year. So plus 300, I could get behind that. That, that to me, though, that's where the value is. It's these, you know, Baylor, Texas Tech teams, really not the, you know, the, the team in front of your face there with Kansas. Right. You know, and that's why I'm, I'm fixated on TCU because that they're getting it done defensively. And that's certainly got them in the position that they're in, in terms of looking at bracketology. But then this conference tournament, uh, 25 to one, it was a long, but uh, with this, <laughs> with this, conference though Josh I mean uh, they've already ran the gauntlet I mean they've already kind of gone through and so we got Kansas on top of the board here at plus 190 uh, I don't know I, I it, it's not a bet that I'm, I'm going to make but it was intriguing to see TCU at 25 to 1 though yeah, and again, I think you're onto something here, Pritch, because TCU and Iowa State are both 25 to 1. Mm -hmm. But Ken Palm has TCU 36, Iowa State 42. TCU could be worth a, a flyer here. All right. Breaking down conference tournament about to begin next week. I cannot wait for that for sure. The Pac 12 and all that's going to be here in Vegas uh, next week, Josh. Come up next on the program, we got NBA. You mentioned some systems that have been profitable. We've got some more games to get to as well, right here on VSEN, the Sports Spending Network. Zen Nicotine Pouches is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and are made from food-grade ingredients. Just open a child restraint lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and two strengths. Three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction, six milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Enjoy Zen anywhere, anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction, find your Zen. Visit Zen.com, that's ZYN.com to learn more and to find Zen nicotine pouches near you. Zen nicotine pouches are only for adults 21 and over who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, cashing some tickets in the association. Uh, again, intrigued by Boston and how they've been playing. Uh, your systems have been profitable to Warriors losing to the Mavs. Uh, I mean, 122-113 right there. Uh, and the Mavs have been spectacular lately. 
They really have, Pritch. And again, you know, I think when you're looking at some of these line moves, we talked about the fact that, you know, the Warriors open as a favorite, but it flipped there to the Mavericks. But mm-hmm. kind of digging deeper, I mean, I think I, we got to give you credit, Pritch. You know, I got to give you uh, some ju- some juice for my winning ticket there last <laughs> night on the Mavs because I think you hit the nail on the head. This team needs Draymond Green. They need Iguodala. It's great to have all these offensive guys and, uh, you know, you can score whenever you want. But uh, if you're not stopping the other team, you're not going to go too far. So the Warriors, to me, are a team that until they get their glue guys back, are kind of a, you know, tread carefully type of team. Then you look at the, the Mavericks. Really, one thing was, you know, kind of notable to me is you actually had a little bit of oversteam in that Mavericks game. It was mm-hmm. like 219 up to, I think, like 221, something like that. But the Mavericks have been one of the best under teams and one of the best uh, home under teams as well, almost like the Cavaliers. So, uh, again, to me, the Mavs are kind of a team that you don't really want to play right now. Doncic is uh, playing unbelievable. And, again, until the Warriors get back there, their glue guy, I'll be careful laying points or or betting against them if they have a line move going the other way. Right, Josh. I mean, uh, it's, you know, my familiarity as a former player, I mean, comes into play here in terms of what you can see, how teams are distinguishing themselves down the stretch here. I mean, we're heading towards the playoffs under 20 games. Look at the Nets. The Nets are still out of sync, right? They have a part-time superstar. Then they had a superstar that just came back uh, and has to play with new teammates and just doesn't look right. I mean, right now, the Warriors, they just don't look right as teams are priming themselves for this playoff run. The Lakers, another team that just, they're just too old uh, and don't look right. So you can find uh, teams kind of moving in that direction. And so that's what I've been focusing in on. The 76ers is another team uh, that are kind of separating themselves from the pack here. I'm with you, Pritch. And I think, you know, just to be transparent, you know, we talk about line moves that win. There's also line moves that lose. I don't Mm -hmm. think any, you know, the whole point is don't follow every single line move. Let it inform your bet, you know, come to a decision of a better of, of, hey, is there still value or not? Right. For example, those sharp moves on the Celtics and the Mavs cash, but the Nets really, you know, blew that thing. That was a tough one for anyone (laughs) uh, who was with that line move because Pritch, they opened getting three and a half. They flipped to a three point favorite. I didn't play it because I was worried, you know, based on all these injuries, it became so trendy to go with the nets that it Mm -hmm. kind of uh, worried me a little bit. But again, you got to give credit here to obviously Miami and really the system and the culture that they've created because no Jimmy Butler. I, they had a laundry list of guys being out. Kyle Lowry, right. They get down big against the nets. That building is going nuts. They were coming back <laughs> and Tucker. Exactly. They had right. a bunch of guys out and yet they still come back and win. So to me, we don't really talk about the heat. They're not really that flashy. They're just super fundamental and really, really deep. You got to give them credit. That was a great live line play. I didn't play it, but anyone who did uh, on the heat there, uh, great, great hit. I would say I was on the over in that game. Pritch. Uh-huh. This is why betting's difficult. I got the over 222. It closes 223 and a half. I think they each had like over 60 points at halftime, looking like that thing was going to sail over. Then what happens? Miami gets back to their slow pace. The under hits with like no points at all in the third and fourth quarter. So uh, again, the NBA giveth, the NBA taketh away, Pritch. Just look at that bench though for the Heat. I mean, that's how that's where I start and, and, and stop, really, to be honest with you. Uh, and then just again, the Nets, they, they have a lot of work to do under 20 games now. Now, the Lakers, on the other hand, uh, they should actually start their younger guys in the second half or, or after halftime because the old guys, they just can't get it together, Josh. I mean, 10 points in the third quarter is ridiculous to me. Uh, but yet, when you have a team like that that's old but thinks that they're great, this is what you're going to have, inconsistent play out there on the floor for the Lakers. 
Yeah, and for those betters who really targeted the under win total with the Lakers, you know, congrats to anyone who did that. I think Will Hill was once somebody who was really bullish on that under Lakers win total. So it's 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 ironic. It's funny, Pritch. You know, when all the drama and all the talk over the offseason was, hey, this team is super, super old, <laughs> you thought LeBron was going to, you know, use that to his benefit. Like, they don't believe in us. You could use that as bulletin board material. Well, maybe the people who said they were too old ended up being right because, again, this is a team that, you know, really is is, is really getting, you know, you know put to the, the test in the second half, really not showing up. That's to me where your age really kind of catches up to you. So mm -hmm. even if the Lakers, you know, play a little bit better, if they're up big or second half, you could, you know, bet against them, live line them. That could be worth a look. But Pritch, let's be honest, the market did move to the Lakers last night. So even though they've been so bad, you know, the Clippers opened minus three, the, lot, the line got down to two and a half or two. So maybe the odds makers are going to adjust these numbers to the Lakers. And I think you're going to see a big, you know, change in, in, in public perception to, to the Lakers, Pritch, a team that, you know, you see that gold and that, and that, and that purple, and you just got to play them. I think it's going to go the other way. You're going to see the public completely go against them, which at some point is going to make them a value play. Okay. Let's get to the Cavs and the 76ers, uh, 76ers land seven and a half to 16 and a half to total uh, Josh, you know, you know, Harden, this dynamic of him with the 76ers, I, I think is refreshing to him. In other words, he knows he has that respect of these younger players and he's a floor general to these younger players. And one of them happens to be a superstar. I mean, he, I don't think Harden has had this dynamic right uh, out there in Brooklyn. He didn't have that. Uh, and certainly, I think he wanted to be in Philly for a specific reason. Uh, and the fact that he's empowered this way is really opening up uh, Harden and his game in a different dimension, in my opinion. It's been three games, a small sample size. I get it. Laying seven and a half, though, against the Cats, who are struggling. Yeah, and to your point, Pritch, you got to give Doc Rivers some credit. You know, I, when I was, uh, I think I was in high school, college, uh, 2008, it was, I think it was my junior year of college, actually, uh, what Doc Rivers did with the Celtics and that team and kind of, you know, making all the egos, you know, kind of, you know, check your ego at the door. Let's play as a team. I think that's a big benefit to Harden, too, because he dealt with Dan Tony uh, in Houston, who was just a big offensive guy. Then you have Steve Nash, who, again, great player, but a new uh, coach who was green behind the years. Doc Rivers knows how to deal with it, and I think that's a benefit to Harden as well. Um, I would also say, Pritch, you know, people in Philly are really tough with their sports, kind of like us in Boston. So let's everything's great and rosy now when you're scoring, a, you know, 120 a game and beating everybody. Let's see how Harden reacts when the, the really difficult media gets after him if they stumble here. But uh, with that being said, Pritch, you know, uh, you did have a move here to the 76ers. They're a big public play. It's kind of tough for me to bet them tonight. They did have a good line move. They opened minus five and a half. They're up to minus seven and a half, but they're getting like 80, 90 percent of bets across the market. My angle here is actually taking the over. Uh, this is a buy low over opportunity. Pritch, we talked about it earlier on Lombardi line, but this total opened like 221, 220 and a half. It's been bet down all the way to 216 and a half. I think that's mostly due to Tobias Harris, who's questionable uh, with an illness here. It's not COVID related, but maybe just a bug. Uh, but at 216 and a half, I like this over opportunity. You look at Philadelphia, they're five and over the over their last five. Since Harden came, Pritch, three games, here are the box scores. 123-108, 125-109, 133-102. So he's really benefited the, the offense here. You're going to get Garland back, the young stud point guard there for the Cavs. Uh, so even though Harris may not play, I like this 76ers play to the over. I bought low on that over. There's definitely smart money early that dropped it, but at 216 and a half now after opening around 221, to me it's a value play to take the over. Okay, let's get to this next game. You got the Bucks uh, and the Bulls uh, right now. The Bulls uh, 
catching five points here. Back-to-back situation, 240 and a half to total, high total. Uh, but the Bucks have been cashing to the over. So uh, it's interesting. I mean, Giannis, the last five games, averaging around 30 points a game uh, without some key players, though, some key teammates, uh, Lopez, Connaughton, and uh, George Hill for sure. Uh, but what about DeRozan and the Bulls? I mean, it seems like – I don't want to suggest that they're slumping, but they're just not lighting up the scoreboard uh, like they did previously. You're totally right, Pritch. And again, you kind of felt like they were playing over their head early. They were kind of one of the best stories in the NBA. But then I think some of these injuries really caught up to mm-hmm. them. Like, uh, I don't know the update on Lonzo Ball, but when's Lonzo Ball going to come back? This guy you gave a ton of money in free agency to, really got off to a great start distributing the ball. Even a guy like Caruso, who, you know, we kind of joke around with on Lombardi line, he's a glue guy who could benefit you. Uh, obviously, you had the injury to Patrick Williams early in the season. So uh, tonight, Pritch, you know, there was a move toward the Bucks. They opened laying three and a half. Now they're up to five. This would be a back-to-back, kind of a tough schedule spot for the Bulls, who play last night. You lose 130 to 124, whereas the Bucks have won two straight, and now they're ready to go in a rested spot. It's tough for me to lay the five. It looks like it made me get to five and a half, so I guess five, you know, technically you may have some closing line value. The total's intriguing to me because it's so high. It opened 238 and a half, but actually got hit to the over. Uh, it's now at 240 or 240 and a half. What's interesting to me, Pritch, you get these really high numbers. They've actually been profitable to go over. Uh, over since February 1st in the NBA are 56%. And when the total is 230 or more, the over is 36 and 28, uh, 56% as well. So I don't know if I have the, the stomach to bet this over, <laughs> but there hasn't been any buyback, Pritch, and you do have some good numbers to these high totals going over. Well, you got the Bucks with the pedigree, and then you have the Bulls who, again, I'm not going to suggest that they're slumping, but yet – Dead legs. I mean, you get into a point where if you don't have that reliable depth, that can come back to hurt you in in some situations right there. 240 and a half is a high total uh, right there in that game in the association. Coming up next, though, we want to get to some best bets, some more college hoops as well. That's coming up next. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Just place a $10 Moneyline wager on any game. If either team hits a three-pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Once again, is bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the NBA game you wager on. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. New customer offer all promotions subject to qualification eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER. If you feel that you have a gambling problem, promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, I don't want to make you nervous about your Evan Neal bet. Mm-hmm. Um, but Uh-oh. I know, I know. You know, the combine's taking place, and, and you know, things can happen at the combine within a day. So, for instance, yesterday we were talking about the first overall quarterback taken, and we went over the odds. The odds have shifted now. Uh, instead of Pickett being a favorite, Willis is now the favorite, minus 170, Pickett's plus 140, just after one day out there at the Combine. There we go, Pritch, a pace to listen to Betting Across America. We were talking about Willis yesterday, plus 110, so yep. hopefully people were able to jump on that. And again, uh, Pritch, I was getting worried. I thought you were going to tell me Evan Neal had really small hands. I'm not <laughs> really, really getting nervous there, but he, I think he's 6'7", like 350. He should be pretty good, but um, no, it, you're totally right, Pritch. This is how these numbers can move uh, based on these reports and, and kind of looking at a fact of, hey, we mentioned it yesterday, picket stock going down mm-hmm. because of the hand size and the gloves, yep. and of course, Willis going up with a great senior bowl and a great combine. So uh, it's really, really important, not just what, you know, who you're betting, what prop, but what number you get and really trying to get these things early because uh, it's great to cash a ticket, but you know, you want to cash Evan Neal, hopefully a plus 175, not a minus 140. Yeah. I think Willis had a, uh, had the video, everybody's talking about the video, but then the one elix score was a 32, I believe. Uh, and then he was impressive throwing the football as well too. So you're right. I mean, you get up close and personal with these guys and you start to evaluate things and all of a sudden now the market moves significantly like this minus 170 for Willis plus 140 for Pickett. Yeah, it's great movement there, Pritch. And I think I kind of saw this here uh, in terms of offensive linemen, Falele, who is he, Minnesota? I, I forget which team he's on, but he weighed in and I think like 384 pounds. So that could be another <laughs> prop bet of you know how many, uh, and again, I think he's like six, seven, six, nine. He didn't, he didn't play up growing. He didn't play growing football or play football growing up. I think he, he was, uh, I don't, I'm not sure where he grew up, but to me, that's another guy to target saying, Hey, you know, if the over under is, you know, I don't know, five and a half linemen in this draft, these are the things that really can jump out to, uh, to different personnel with these crazy measurables with Falele. Okay. Hot and heavy with uh, conference tournament time next week, Josh, any early observations with the smaller conferences that you've noticed heading towards some trend trends, perhaps uh, that we might want to identify as well. So I want to give Adam Burke some credit here, Pritch, for these conference tournaments. So I just, in a blanket statement here in terms of totals, I look toward unders with neutral sites. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about it quite a bit. These are unfamiliar sight lines, the backboards, the rims. It's really the backdrops that kind of screw you up if you're used to, like, you know, a small gym, like in Hoosiers where Jimmy Chitwood's playing versus (laughs) now you're going to, you know, a big arena where it just kind of throws you off from your depth perception. But I would say, you know, uh, we've seen some of these overs come through, and I think it's partly because some games are going to overtime. You have this early game 
game going to overtime. Uh, what was it? I think it was tied with Longwood, 63-63. They're like an eight-point favorite. Goes to OT, cashes your over here. But what Adam Burke said makes a lot of sense to me in terms of you're going to foul, foul, foul. So, like, this, your life is on the line. You, a lot of these teams that, you know, don't have a great record and aren't going to get locked into a tournament spot, you have to win. And this is your whole season, your whole career. So if you're, you know, down by three, you foul, you know, free throws. Now you're down by four. You foul again. It's the fouling to me that kind of is sending a lot of these games over and going to overtime. So, for example, like looking at some discrepancy plays where a line really falls, there's if you want to play the system here, you know, one that I would look at, uh, let me find it for you, Pritch, would be uh, Valparaiso. Valparaiso is playing today. This total open at 140, uh, 143. It's in bet down to 140 or 139 and a half. If you're looking to play this, you know, foul game and, and maybe, you know, string it out and get more points late, look for these dips that fall a ton. And if you get a three or four uh, point drop or more, maybe you buy back and take the over. That's an observation here. It's always difficult betting these totals. But to me, if you see a huge dip and you get into the foul game, that's maybe buying low on these overs, how you can make some money. Okay. How about a game? Uh, is Are you involved with Richmond? I am involved okay, with Richmond right. Pritch, and, and by the way, I really like Richmond here. I'm, start, I'm starting to get worried, Pritch, because the line keeps going to the St. Bonaventure okay. Bonnies here. So uh, for this one, I, I like this play as kind of a just a classic, you know, contrarian road conference dog situation mm-hmm. with Richmond. You actually had the Bonnies open at some shops, a three-point favorite. They got bet up to four. I took Richmond at plus four because I thought this line was going to be as high as it's going to get. Now it's up to four and a half. I see one book going to five. So I probably am going to get beat by the closing line on this one. But my angle was uh, Richmond basically uh, playing a team uh, off a bad loss with Richmond. You were a favorite there. Uh, you lost on an inbounds their last game, uh, but also missing a star player for St. Bonaventure. You're looking at Osun Osunai. He's a big guy, 12 points a game, seven rebounds, three blocks. He was expected to miss this game. Maybe this line move to the Bonnies is, is he's going to play. Uh, maybe that's part of it. I got to dig deep on Twitter here, Pritch. Okay. Uh, but you did have Ken Palm uh, only having them lose by three. You're getting inflated number with Richmond. I like Richmond at plus four. Again, not looking good right now. The line's going away from you. Uh, but I do have a ticket on Richmond. We'll see what happens in terms of this injury. And if you, if there's any buyback, if you're on Richmond like me, mm-hmm. you want this thing to get bought back down to four uh, before tip off. But it's kind of going the other way, Pritch. I'm getting nervous with my Richmond bet. All right. Well, something else to get nervous about, too. I, I believe you're going to participate in betting the UFC 270. Uh, Covington uh, Masvidal. Uh, where are you going on this card? By the way, we're going to have Lou Finacaro back on the program next week. Yeah, so miss Lou today, and I yep. really wanted his breakdowns, but mm-hmm. Lou did have a great uh, breakdown in Points Are Weekly magazine. So mm-hmm. uh, both Lou and Reed Kuhn, we got to get Reed, Reed Kuhn on the show at some point. He has a great article as well. He wrote a book called he wrote a book called Fight Fightonomics, which if you're brand new to betting UFC, it's something that I dove into during the pandemic. I uh, got a lot of great nuggets there. But Pritch, a couple things jumped jumped out to me uh, this weekend in the UFC. So shout out to our guy John Ewing at BetMGM. He tweeted this out. These bet splits uh, in terms of where's the handle, you know, where are the bets, where's the money. And what jumped out to me, number one, uh, is Bryce Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell is fighting Edson Barboza. And this is a really good, sharp analytics play on Bryce Mitchell. Mitchell open at minus 150. He's been steamed up at a lot of shops all the way to minus 170, minus 175. And why is that important, Pritch? Because the public is all over Edson Barboza as a dog. Uh, this game uh, or this bout here, Barboza is getting 62% of bets, but only 43% of money. So when I try to make this, you know, low bets, higher dollar situation, as well as I always want a fighter who's younger, 
uh, taller, has a has a reach advantage here. Mitchell's 36, Bar- or sorry, Mitchell is 27, Barboza is 36, so Barboza is the much older fighter here. One thing I learned from uh, Reed Kuhn's book is betting against fighters who are 35 or older. So from the standpoint of Mitchell, he's got a line move in his favor, minus 150 to minus 170. He's only getting 38% of bets, but 57% of money. That looks pretty sharp to me, Pritch. I'm going to sweat Mitchell here uh, as one of my as one of my uh, fights. And then also, uh, kind of crazy, but Covington. Everybody is on Masvidal this weekend, Pritch. I don't blame you. You're getting a really good payout here. But this reminds me a lot of when Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather. It was really kind of a pro versus Joe bet where everyone was taking Conor because he was a big plus money uh, type situation. And really no one was betting Floyd because he was a high number. This one with Covington Masvidal, mm-hmm. uh, Covington open as a minus 350 favorite. He's been seen up to minus 370. He's only getting 13% of tickets, Pritch. <laughs> 87% of bets are on Masvidal. That's the trendiest dog you're ever going to see. So I know it's a big number. It's a bet to risk, not, not bet to win play for me. Maybe you look at a submission or a decision type play. Uh, but I did take Covington at, at minus. I shopped around. He found a minus 340 at one shop. But just goes to show these low bets, higher dollars, line move situations. Not going to win every time. Nothing does. But I love to play, play these, Pritch. This is almost like our dog to fave in the NBA over okay, the last rounds days. four and a half. Uh, the over minus 160, uh, Josh. Uh, the under plus 132 in that fight. Yeah, so maybe you target it a different way. You know, hopefully we get baseball at some uh, at some point, Pritch. But like we talk about this on the show quite a bit when baseball's around with Josh Towers. You you can't you want to bet Degrom, but he's like minus three hundred. So you find another way to bet it: a team total, a K prop, mm-hmm. uh, first five, whatever it may be. So to your point, you know Covington Masvidal, a big number there. If you want to sweat Covington with me, to me he's the sharp play. Uh, but maybe you target a goes the distance or over uh, prop bet or submission, different ways to attack it. Uh, but definitely recommend reading Reed Kuhn and Gamble and Lou in Points Red Weekly this okay, week. Okay, we're going to end the show this week on hockey. Uh, did you enjoy that Bruins uh, Knights game? Oh, I love the pitch. Pouring in the goals. <laughs> Craig Smith with a hat trick. He's missing a tooth right here. I always love it when a hockey player scores and they're missing a tooth. Uh, but I love seeing a pitch. And I'm actually uh, going to bet against the Knights again tonight. Okay. Looking at Anaheim. Had a de- small, decent line move. They went from like a plus 115 dog to plus 105. Uh, and you do have a back-to-back with Vegas. And I think it's their third game in four days. So, Pritch, I'm not going to miss it. Next time the Bees are in Vegas, I don't care what's going on. I got to get out there and we got to sweat the game together. There were a lot of Boston Bruin fans in town, Josh, enjoying that one. We hate the, the Bees travel, my man. The black and gold, you love it. I know. The Knights armor is kind of... Uh, coming off, uh, breaking at the seams, seams, if you will, because of the fact that the Knights just don't look like the Knights. Uh, great job this week, Josh. Have a great weekend. Thanks, Pritch. Good luck tonight. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts
if you dare.